What's good, traveler? Welcome to Zenkai Station, the dopest podcast in Sector Vibe, bringing you good times and hypeness personified. I'm your host, Isaiah, aka Senpai Savage, and joining me on this whirlwind of a ride is... Oh, it's your boy right here, you know, Adrian McLean, also known as Ace X Power, Ace X for short. But, you know, I finally found that lovely name, and we're going to go into a little bit. I'm going by, as you guys hopefully may know, the Black Kobayashi. Ah. Oh, boy, the Black Kobayashi now. The Black Kobayashi. Black okay. Kobayashi. Well, we'll jump into that after we get into our introduction to the one and the only, my guy. Oh, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Kurakami, aka Kareem. How y'all doing? <laughs> this man said, "Oh, yeah, that's me, yeah, bro." Just <laughs> <laughs> showing different from what I normally do. I don't introduce myself. Nah, that's real. That's real. That's real. <laughs> so, so kind of. I mean, y'all kind of new. I'm not new. <laughs> I ain't gonna front though, but it's like definitely very new. Like having your own like sort of podcast is different. Small flex, small flex. flex. <laughs> so, so small flex. Like, you know, I've been out here doing this, you know, podcast radio thing for you know a couple of years now. You know what I mean? Uh, y'all may know the the group Black Troubles. Shout out Black Troubles. Uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> for getting me this good to have the abilities and confidence to do this with my homies. But hey, but well, anyway, anyway, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We have a good show. We have a good show for y'all. Hope you- yeah, we about to get it popping, man. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. I mean, um, it's something, <laughs> oddly enough, we actually, like, talk about maybe more than I think other people even think about, for real, for real. True. Honestly, true. yeah, this conversation comes up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what we are, what we have for you tonight, y'all, is we are bringing you fathers in anime. That's what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about the best. We're going to be talking about the worst what it actually means to be, you know, a dad, uh, and, like, some of the tropes that lie within, right? So, but before oh, I get to that, I actually want to talk about this name. I want to actually want to, yeah, talk about this name. So, you are no longer Ace X, but you are the Black Kobayashi. Black Kobayashi, man. Like, a lot of people don't know the, the deeper meaning behind this. Um, so, I'm definitely going to just give you a little little base because there's a lot of multiple reasons behind it that's why i like to say a lot of different things like that i can always switch up the meaning no matter what the situation may entail so initially black kobayashi actually comes from originally childish getting being on donald glover's song um and it's off his album camp one of my favorite albums i've been listening to a lot more recently so um he says you know he's uh he's always hungry and he's eating like the black kobayashi and black and kobayashi was actually the winner of like a famous eating competition and like you know some J- Japanese guy that just was like great at eating. So he's pretty much talking about his hunger for the game, hunger for like you know doing better in life. That's how I'm taking it. And um, I just always had that hunger, so I wanted to make sure that it kind of represented me a little bit. On top of that, if you break down Black Kobayashi, you can go with the black. It reminds me of Black Star, one of my favorite characters off of uh, Soul Eater. Always talking about he's going to be a star, star, star. I'm, my biggest goal is to be a star among stars. And then I broke down Kobayashi a little bit. It means small forest, but I also took that Kobe just because, you know, Kobe. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Black Mamba. He's up with the Kobe. But that Mamba mentality, man, it's just something that you got to instill into your everyday life. And that's things, I think that's why this uh, this name just screamed out to me so heavily. So shout out to Charles Gambino, Kobe, R.I.P., uh, black star and like you know obviously black because i mean are we not black can we not say that i mean that we blacker than uh, black <laughs> a little dark shine 
You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that man's offensively black, too. Yup. That man's offensively black. Oh, for sure. I can't talk. Uh, Bedro. Oh, and if, if, yeah, if there's that's... people out there who don't know who, you know, dark allo, uh, black allo, alloy Darkshine is, uh, just put in a, a Google search. He's a character from uh, One Punch Man who's not black. Anyway. It's very bad. Very bad, but yeah, that was that was the main drawing. Like that was the real reason. I was really trying to figure it out. I was really trying to take my time and really like have something of meaning. And I was so glad I was just driving around at my job and I heard it on the track. And I was just like, yeah, that's it. Might as well just go with it and just let it run where it runs. So Black Kobayashi is here. Let's get to the mix. Let's make it all funny. Enjoy it, cause I'm hungry, bro. Let's go. I'm happy. I'm happy to freaking hear that, yo. Cause like now, now you have your own thing. You you can feel like you can build like your own like legend behind it now. Like that's what's up. Cause from Asex the Black Kobayashi, back Kurokami, Senpai Savage, Zenkai Station. Y'all motherfuckers, we ready to rock now. Yes, sir. Let's get it. And I can't so wait to talk about this talk. There's so much there's so much that, that goes on into the topic. But just real quick, I do wanna, you know, uh actually give a, a little update just with manga and or anime wise. Uh now generally I think this might uh in the future go on something uh for social content, but I do actually want to bring it up today because I've been reading a manga called Zom 100, Bucket List to the Dead, right? Recently came out, no, at least volume one recently came out. Uh, it's on Viz Media, you can get it on Amazon, wherever. Uh, but quick synopsis of it is, in a trash-filled apartment, 24-year-old Akira Tendo watches a zombie movie with lifeless, envious eyes. After spending three hard years at an exploit, well, an exploitive uh, corporation in Japan, AKA a black corporation, uh, his spirit is broken. He can't even muster the courage to confess his feelings to his beautiful co-worker, Hotari. Then, one morning, he stumbles upon his landlord eating lunch, which happens to be another tenant. The whole city's swarming with zombies, and even though he's running for his life, Akira has never felt more alive. Now, quick breakdown of this, besides just like that quick synopsis, it is... fun, to say the least. It is honestly... If, if you've seen the movie Zombieland, think of that, but, like, just all the characters are around the same age, like, 24, maybe no older than about early 30s, uh, and it's just about, some from what I've seen thus far, rediscovering who you are and, like, what your passions are and, like, really getting after what you want in life. And I think it's ironic that something like this came out recently during a global pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, ah, so zombies take over. There's a virus that spreads. They are, everyone's infected. And my man's just like, you know what? Work ain't real right now. Uh, I'm going to go live my life. It's unfortunate that it took a pandemic for him to go live his life. But I kind of feel like that's how some people feel currently. Are actually living to the to the highest levels that they've ever lived because of this pandemic. Right. So definitely, definitely relate to that. So that's high key fire. Word. I mean, a little bit, yeah. No, nah. nah. <laughs> 
looks really good. Like, it is really good. I'm trying to see. Because, uh, like, it's pretty colorful. It's like a, a pink, green, red, little purple uh, cover. And it is, honestly, it has a lot of comedic moments in it. So, like, there is some horror elements because you're dealing with zombies and you're dealing with right. just overall survival. But uh, within it, a lot of comedy. The, the main character is trying to, you know, keep that sort of optimism about everything uh, just by trying to enjoy what he has left. And I kind of hope because there's a there's a few chapters that are out and it's ongoing. Uh, so right now, what's, what's it the name says, of it say it again. What's the name of it? One more time? Yeah, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, just trying to put y'all, trying to put the people on game. It's all good. Hey, as you as you should, man. Look, some people never know what anime might touch the, or manga might touch their soul. That's real. And, hey, why not have a place where we can actually give you some suggestions? Oh, for sure, for sure. And is it like? Sorry, no, you good. No, you good. Go ahead. Is it like um? Y'all ever hear about that uh one show for kids? It's called um, The Last Kids on Earth, where it basically takes place in the apocalypse. But it's like, you see no gore. It's just like, oh, you know, we're going to build oh, this real survival. yeah. Was uh, Jonah on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I think um that was a, it was a live action. Uh, What was it called? Sunset of the Undead or something? I forget what it was called. Is this but something it, uh, like that where it's all like nice and, you know, the zombies are more like an afterthought and they have to survive? Or just like people actually getting faded? And he's like, oh, you died. Oh, well, I'm going to live my life. Is that more of like that comedic? Uh, level of it because like the the zombies from that that particular show were like kind of comedic majority mm-hmm. of the time. I, I'd say within this, I'd say there's a there's elements of both. Uh, people do get faded left and right, and you do have that actual fear of like, oh, this person's gonna get got. I don't like how this situation turning out. But then every once in a while, because the characters themselves have such a advantage, giving you know certain situations, they're like, oh, it's just actually kind of comedic what's happening right now. Because uh, sometimes they actually do mess around with the zombies, and like there's a couple instances where they're like trying to herd zombies into like a specific area and you see like these random zombies are like dressed in like beach wear or like old uh sales that the guy actually used to work with and he's like dang they got you too huh and he's just like uh rapping to him about like yo i'm sorry you didn't get out before you got got and just and it's like he's trying to have like a regular yeah. conversation the zombies are like like Did you just the... say this man is rapping to him? Yeah, not like rapping, <laughs> rapping, as in like, like he old. Giving him that killer beat. <laughs> no, I was like, are you on some real? <laughs> no. Yeah, nah, that show. That show was called Daybreak. Just for those um, who wanted to look it up um, on Netflix, it's called Daybreak, and um, it's pretty decent if you want to check that out too. Bet. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but hey, can I can I ask you something? Yeah, bro. Um. Have you ever watched one of those animes that were just so shitty, but you kept on watching it? I probably have, but forgot the name of it. Yeah, um, I have one for this week that I just wanted to shout out because I'm I'm really upset that I continue to watch it. It's called uh, The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. I feel like it's I ongoing heard that. right now. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a, a etchy fantasy comedy romance, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost like um one of those isekais where you know the guy is gonna be like OP. Word. But it's it's so terrible. That it gets you invested to some degree, because like you know how etchy stuff goes with all the the jiggles and yeah, bumble, blah, 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 using blah, any blah. sort of perversion yeah. to hook people in, but also Yo, it's, it's a, so it's a lot. bad and it's so awkward, yeah. bro. It's like cringy, 
yet I continue to watch it. So if anybody has a chance to go check that out, Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. It's still ongoing right now. It's only on episode, I believe, uh, nine. Mm. And it's it's just one of those things that just like you you kind of like are ashamed of watching it. I'm, I'm still about to repent to God and just like, sit down and talk to him for a minute. <laughs> Coming clean I on the podcast, know. Lord. <laughs> I don't know what Forgive I did. Forgive me, I do not know what I do. <laughs> it's a part of it, bro. It's a part of it. But I just wanted to make sure I shout that out. I'm um, And hopefully I might be able to say some more of the, the shitty stuff that might go along within our podcast. If I ever see him, I'll shout him out. Fair. This, Fair. this is just one of them. Just like, you got to like, I don't know. If you see it, you'd understand. Got you. Like, why am I? Why am I clicking the next episode? <laughs> like, hey, am I hooked? No, I can't be hooked. This, this is a chokehold. This is what it feels like to be strangled. Okay, I'm just continuously gotta go with it. Am I looking forward I feel to next you week? On that, though. You ever just yeah. watch a show that's just like it hurts to watch? Yes, yeah. that was that's me exactly with um. It. You ever see that show? What's it called? Watamote. No matter how much I try, it's your fault. I'm not popular. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so basically the synopsis of the show, right, is this, you know, adolescent teenage girl, complete, like, she has terrible social anxiety, and she's, like, completely introverted. She has no friends in high school. It's a cringe comedy. Okay. But it's it's one of those shows that's like, okay, haha, we're supposed to laugh at you because it's dumb. But it's like, in her mind, she's like, I fucking hate everyone because, you know, you're all trash. Mm. But then, like, someone be like, hey, let's go to, like, the mall. And she automatically clams up and she has, like, panic attacks. And at first, it's just like, yo, this is hysterical. But then, like, after just watching her get beat down by life every single episode, she's like, it hurts to watch. Like, sometimes she just start, like, crying in her room. She's like, hey, bro, like, do you think I'm cute? Like, am I conventionally attractive? Everyone's like, no, you ugly as shit. Get out of my room. Bro. (laughs) That's wild. Like, it's, it's, I feel you on that. Because I'm just like, I don't think I can watch another episode because I'm not going to laugh. And then something bad would happen. Like, she finally got a hug from someone. And she broke down in tears because she's like, yo, no one's ever done that for me before. And I was like, ooh, that's that sad. That kind of hurt. That, <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. dog. That um, just sounds like teenagers need a hug, the anime. Yeah. Nah, that's funny. She's a piece of shit character. <laughs> but also, that, that's why it's okay to laugh at her. But at the same time, just like, it's like you, all, we all know someone who's that person. Yeah. It ain't me. Hold on. Is, is she no, actually a, a piece of shit or is she a, a victim of circumstance? Mm. There is no circumstance. She's a weirdo, bro. So, without like giving anything away, she has this one good friend, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, at least I can take solace. And my friend, you know, we've been cool. Uh, she was uglier than me, so I'm good. And she, Damn. her best friend gets this massive glow up. And she was like, this bitch, who is she? How dare you change on me? And then her one friend gets another friend. And she's like, yo, what's up with you, bro? Like, what, what's happening to me? Like, she she kind of trash. That's, that's on her. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> on her. That's on her. That's on her. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, man, I just wanted to, to shout out one of the, the crappy animes of the week right now. That's that's one of those things that you just can't help but watch. Should we should we make that like a, a thick, crappy anime? I can, I can definitely week? make that a thing, man. Because right. I definitely got I got some in the in the bucket, and I don't know why I still watch some. Because <laughs> you like to hurt like, yourself, like, you're sadist. Or wait, no, Madison. Like, not... Sorry, you <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's like, why <laughs> am I looking forward on. to the next episode? This is a trash anime. Oh damn, what the fuck about to happen next? 
Hold up, hold up, hold up. Is he about to touch your titty? Oh, bro. <laughs> He's like, oh, hold up. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Oh, you, you just a simp. It's like, it's cool, bro. Just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, that was my, my little thing I definitely wanted to bring up. Noted. Absolutely noted. So I, I brought up. You got to share my pain. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely sharing in that pain now. So I brought up a, a manga. So I'm going to bring up a, an anime as well. So you brought up a bad one. I'm going to bring uh, one that I'm watching currently that I'm actually uh, really enjoying. And I have to finish it at some point uh, this week. Uh, but it is called Noblesse. And it is. I'd love to. Say it again. The uh, anime adaption of the webtoon, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the vampire lord? Yep. Yeah, no Exactly. Yeah, bro. I had no idea it was a webtoon, manhwa. And uh, I was like, all right, look, you know, let's check it out. I watched the OVA uh, one night where I couldn't sleep at all. And the OVA blew me away. I was like, yo, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be at least like another OVA. Just something like I was just like scouring. Found it on Verve. I was like, all right, bet. I'm going to watch it. I'm maybe like six episodes in of season one, so I got six more to go. So, Is that good? Yo, I like it. It's it's different because it's not a shonen per se. It's a sending, um, probably with other like dramatic elements, and maybe there's a. I the only the only shonen element I give it is that there's like power scaling per se like there's powerful characters uh and you can kind of tell which tier each character is on versus the other but other than that there's no shonen aspect there's it's very strong sending vibes very um this is this is the anime probably for the edgelords because everyone looks like they're i don't know just feeling like gosh or just feeling like everything is just like dark and gloomy like that's the sort of like feel you get you just gotta ah it's for the kids who's stuck in middle school i got you a little bit although i enjoy it and i'm far past middle school <laughs> so. hey listen um i just looked it up because i wanted to know what a sending was because um for everybody out there and not everybody always knows these terms especially myself i'm just gonna put myself out on the chopping board. no that's fair dog obviously Ascending is a genre or demographic that is aimed primarily to, at the male, college-age, young adult demographic. Sending anime is a manga tend to be a little bit more mature than its counterparts like shonen, which is uh, aimed for young uh, younger boys. Oh, ah, that kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you hear it like that, it, uh, it hurts. Uh, and um, what I, I found out mo- mostly about myself recently uh, while I was watch- like, trying to look for stuff on my watch list is that I am a... Uh, polite term to myself uh, a shonen whore uh with mixes oh. of oh. setting <laughs> oh. <polite>. yep <laughs> yep uh. <laughs> i hate to see you being mean to yourself <laughs> i didn't even laugh <laughs> it took me a moment to process what you just said i was like yeah that's shonen you know he's about that whore Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So like, if it's, I've realized like, if it's shonen and it has maybe even like the slightest amount of shonen qualities in it, I'm most likely gonna love the show. I realize, I realize that about myself now. Like after all these years of anime and manga, thinking I have, oh, I have gone full circle and I have gone around most of you know the whole spectrum of what anime and manga has to offer, but I. I, I chill out in the shonen lounge most time. I I'm cool with the sending kids. I I'm you know what I'm grown. I, I dabble a bit in the edgy pool. Like what's popping? Like it's it all is. good. There it's it just, is. And then the shojo homies, we dap up occasionally, but there's still a bunch of other stuff I don't really 
uh, dip my toe in. Uh, I definitely need to expand my horizons, and I have been. That's why I've been trying to read more, watch more, and uh, just keep growing the the watch list. So, you know, listeners, if you guys have any suggestions when you know this is, episode is out, feel free to put it in the comments. Any suggestions, we'll gladly watch it and review it, maybe too. Uh, but Noblesse is definitely something I think y'all should watch. Uh, essentially, let's see, pull up the plot real quick. Noblesse is about a powerful noble, uh, Cadis Etrema de Razil, or referred to as Rai in the show. Uh, he has been asleep for 820 years with no knowledge of mankind's advancement and scientific successes. At the start of the webtoon, uh, Rai wakes up in an abandoned building in South Korea and starts to get used to the modern world. Uh, he goes to school where he reunites with his loyal servant, Frankenstein. Uh, so Rai kind of think Dracula. Uh, very suave, debonair, cool, collected, uh, incredibly powerful and alluring, right? Uh, so meets back up with his, uh, pretty much his lieutenant, his right-hand man, Frankenstein, and Ryan rolls into a high school and inadvertently befriends an athletic teenager named Shu Wu. Now, Shu Wu? <laughs> oh, my bad. I said Shu. It's Shin Wu. Shin Wu. But still, Shin Wu. Oh, I'm about to say, they might uh, have the whole black just community running. Athletic and energetic teenager kid. You know he's a redhead. He has orange hair. Um, Shin Wu. Uh, his computer geek friend, uh, Ikon, and Shin Wu's crush, Yuna. Uh, pretty much, they become like a random ragtag group of friends. Uh, Rai is seen as the international student coming in, not knowing much about Japan. And they're just kind of taking him under, you know, their wing, showing him around. And then lo and behold, he's just this all powerful noble who's been around for nearly thousands of years and is actually meant to protect mankind from the other horrors that are out there. And it's really cool. Like Rai doesn't talk much at all. He is almost the perfect embodiment of the strong silent type. Uh, like when he does speak, it's it's actually kind of uh, it's it's perfect. It's almost how you would want a or how you would depict a very strong noble in that they always deem themselves to be like upper echelon elite, and like when they speak, it what they say goes. So there's a just this in the OVA actually even before episode one. So there's a scene where. He's fighting the main villain, and the guy charges him. You know, he feels all bad and tough. He Rai takes a step forward, just looks at him, and he just says, kneel. And then, boom, like gravity forcing all the weight upon the dude's shoulders. He's, like, crushed down face first into, like, a full surrender kneel position. And then the more he tries to struggle, he's just like, I said kneel. Like, he's just, he's braggadocious. He's, he's kind of cutthroat. He... He's already meant to defend people. So, like, when his friends get hurt, it just gets worse for the person he's going up against. And I, I vibe with that heavy. It's like, yo, if you, you go against me or mine's, hey, that's a wrap. Our friendship is strong. That just gave me, uh, y'all see Adventure Time? That gave me Lich vibes. Yes. That man said, Neil. Y'all you know, sitting with the Lich said fall. Yep. And everything just dropped and it went black. Yup. I bet. Think of it like that. Yeah. So, so if you haven't seen it yet, by all means, like give it a shot. Will do, will do, will do. Now, for the main topic of the show, we talking fathers and anime. I guess yo, know, first question is, 
like you know for y'all is like what what do you think it means to actually be a dad because like we're not dads yet <laughs> like by any means like you know i'm i'm fortunate enough to to, to have a, a beautiful girlfriend but we we do not have a baby yet uh <laughs> like we're we're waiting a little bit uh but babies in the future but currently no I had this conversation about what it means to be an uncle with uh, my man's Dylan yesterday, but I have no idea what it means to be a dad. And I refuse to talk out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can respect that because you'll never know when you actually have to go through it. Um, I think from a standpoint as a son, um, for what I think and I, I aspire to be when I do have my own children, mm-hmm. um, I actually helped raise my little sister. So like I have like a little background, but I would never compare that to actually being a father, father, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, I just think, a father from my own perspective as a, as a black child. And like, um, I have had my father in my life, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not like, you know, the perfect story, but you know, Hey, what's new. So it's kind of just one of the things just be there. You know, I think one of the things is just absolutely be there for your child, especially whenever they need you. Cause that's honestly the main thing you need to do as any kind of guardian. Like, you know, whenever there, there's an issue, you just need to be present. Um, That's real. And I feel as though a lot of the times that that um, within our own communities, a lot of people forget that they think that like you know I I did fine without my father, I did fine without this guidance or whatever. Like you never know how much your your son or daughter or whatever uh, uh, offspring that you've had might be going through in the the critical moments in time. Like you know these are development years. Like you know when they're grown and out the house and they can live their own life and everything like that, or you know going to college or doing that's that's when you can let them fly and let, let have their own reins. I think uh, it's very, very hard, but definitely very rewarding if you actually take the time to just be there for your child and like be there to answer the questions that they might not even know they need to ask. So that's just my thoughts on it. I feel to add on to that. I feel like to be a father or to be a parent in general is to be a protector. You have a moral obligation to this life that you brought into the world to not only be there and like support it but to mold it into the best potential version of itself that it will be i feel that as a father your job is more at least for me it's more like you know duty bound you're i when i look at my dad i see him as like almost an anti-role model of sorts it's like, this is what not to be. Like, don't drink all the time. Don't start fights over nothing. Be a man of your word. Like, that's, I feel like that's what it is. To be a father means to instill good morals, good judgment, and like a code of honor and ethics into a person. Just showing them the right path, supporting them along the way, you know? Word. I, I would have to fully agree. Like, luckily for me, uh, I like like you, Reem, I'm, I'm an uncle. Uh, I, I have great nieces now and it's crazy. Uh, but I have a, a very good relationship with my father and I'm very fortunate to have that. And just from what I've seen like him do over the years and just kind of how he expresses fatherhood. Uh, so just going with that a little bit, uh, he's, he's, he's a boomer. Uh, <laughs> he's a boomer, but he's, he's a really, really good man. Uh, cause I know people go like, oh, okay, boomer. Uh, 
that be damned. Uh, my dad is a, a different man from a, a different time, but so he's not necessarily the most expressive when it comes to saying how he actually feels per se, but he <laughs> will always, always show it in his actions. And the way my parents are, um, like my mom, I think she's been more of a talker. Uh, she, and I don't, don't get it wrong. She's, she's great with like following through most times, but it's nowhere near as much as my dad is. And my dad's not the talker. So we kind of, you know, left that to, you know, be my mom's side. But my dad is always there at the drop of a hat if I actually need him for anything. Because I try and be as self-reliant as he has been his, like, our entire lives. As, as, long, as long as I've known him, he's always been self-reliant. There's maybe been a very small fraction of times that he actually needed help or assistance from anyone. Um, and one of those times was uh, for me because he was like in a big work accident, but always being accountable, both of his life slash like the house itself and me and the environment that I surround myself in being the protector, being the overseer of what is happening of not being like a helicopter parent and still giving me that free reign, but to always know that when life feels like it's going to drown you, I'm fortunate enough to have him as a raft to like, you know, pull me back to Harbor, um, to always be a listening ear because again, he doesn't, he does not talk much. When I say like, he's, he's, he's like a stone sometimes, like he's, he's like a stone, but he always hears you and he always listens. Uh, and I think that's kind of where I get some of that from where like, maybe it seems like I'm not listening and like, I'm doing something else, but I will a hundred percent repeat back what you said to me verbatim and the proper inflection. Everything's like, I'm, I hear you. There's just don't mind me. I'm, I'm also doing something, but I'm giving you my attention as well. Um, and more than anything, uh, a provider, whether that be love and care, food, clothes, uh, what have you. My dad is a provider. And I think that kind of encapsulates what he might have felt is at least some aspects of being a father. Because, again, none of us here are dads. Um, but, you know, we've had some some experience with dads, whether it be our own or friends, you know, fathers and such. And obviously these anime dads. And when we grow up, if, you know, we decide to have, you know, children with our significant others, you know, I, I would like to you know think that we want to be good examples and good fathers to them, too. Uh, that way we can help, you know, the generation to come and make sure that they have something worth fighting for and that they're good people. Just to piggyback off of just uh, our own fathers, I didn't want, I'm not going to ever bad mouth my dad, but, you know, I always compare it to that line, and um, me and my cousin, Giovanni, always go back to it. Like, you know, I've been ready like my dad said he was coming to get me. He ain't sure. He ain't sure. Yeah. And it was a valuable lesson, man. I had to grow up, and that was, like, one of the biggest facts, and that's why I say it's, like, a lot of kids out here, a lot of uh, children who, who've had issues with their, their parents or even just their fathers in general who are black men growing up are looking for someone to look up to and have that role model. When you don't have that, you sort of get lost in the sauce. And I think that's why one of my biggest things as a father that I always want to make sure I'm able to do, and I ever try to do this to my sisters, not just be there, you know, have a presence. And um, you never know what you might be able to, to save them in, in, a, in the future or like, you know, within their own current situation.
so yeah um that's that's my biggest thing but you know my father's always the biggest supporter even like when he can because like there's a difference between like his fatherhood and his his childhood right because his father was never around so i think he thinks what he's doing is like a hundred and fifty thousand times better than what his dad was doing and it's probably right so it's just those little things yeah i feel you i feel you on that a hundred percent I feel like a lot of times we as children forget that our parents are also people. As you, as I said earlier, like I see my dad as an anti-role model. He's not a bad dude. He just has his own flaws that I see that I take to know, like, hey, this isn't this isn't like the way, you know. Yeah, you know it on it. You know of it course, on it. make sure you you do better, and that's what they expect from us, and that's why I, I I'm happy that we all have that kind of understanding that we don't want to do the same things that well. Other than Ike, because Ike seems like he got a really great role model. Of course. Um, Man, I'm trying to, I'm trying. When he said do better, bro, I, to this day, to this day, to this day. No. um, Yeah, it's it's when they always say, you know, try and do better to me. It's like, bro, if I'm even half as good as you, I'm, I'm doing something right. Um, that's a successful father right there. I feel that. I think that's the most successful thing you can do as a father. <laughs> when your child says something like that about you, woo! <laughs> Man, he... And quite honestly, like, all right, so, like, on the low... Oh, not even on the low anymore. Right, I'm writing a, like, poetry <laughs> book, uh, like, like two of them and whatnot, and this one is, like... Uh, it's a lot. This one's going to be a lot longer than the other ones. And uh, a lot of the poems are going to be dedicated to him. And because it's going to be, you know, black youth and growing up, uh, you know, throughout society, but also realizing where home is. Um, I am very fortunate. And I will always say it with all the love, all the care that I have in my absolute essence and being to have uh, my dad, Willie Luck. Uh, I'm very thankful to have been born his son, and I just want to be able to be as good as a father as he is to me, and he wants me to be better, so I'm going to try one way or another. I guess, for me, the only way I can, I feel like I can be better is, like, by breaking generational curses and by making some moolah, so I'm I'm trying. (laughs) Uh, so I think it's just good that he wants me to succeed and and do better than he can. And I think that's for my future kids, all that I can ever really wish for is that, yo, just you know, be better, be happy, be happy and be healthy. Uh, even when it seems like, yo, you're doing things that maybe I don't necessarily understand or uh, per se agree with, but if you're happy and you're healthy and you're not in any trouble, okay, then we're winning. Then we're winning as a family. Um, and I think that's been the the number one thing that is not necessarily a me or you thing, like not just a father or a son thing. It's you win together. It's always a we thing. And um, the other last thing I know that when it comes to being a parent in general, because I have some friends who are, you know, moms and dads now, uh, is that sacrifice is very real. <laughs> sacrifice oh, is very real. High tier. High you don't tier, even peep tier. how much sacrifice they go through until you get older to comprehend, bro. Exactly. Like, that's oh, the one man. thing I never realized, man. Sometimes my parents will come home not even eat just to make sure I was good. Yep. And I'm just like, damn, y'all didn't have to do all that. Thank you. Yeah. But y'all didn't have to do all that. I, I, 
I literally just talked to a dude today who um we went bowling today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was literally telling me like it was his biggest dream to be a bowler. And like he showed me a tattoo on his on the side of his arm and had bowling and the bowling pins and everything. I'm like, yo, he was dead serious about this. What happened? He's like, yo, I had kids. And I'm like, yo, to put your dreams aside for a child is one of the hardest things to do. And I, I give I shout out to everybody who's able to do that. And I, I hope that people when you're having children, you understand what the, the weight of that actually means. So definitely, definitely shout out to the, the fathers out there and mothers. <laughs> oh, mother, y'all gonna get guys, your love. Don't worry. We got a we got a show for y'all. <laughs> Facts. We got Facts. a show for y'all. Don't worry, y'all gonna get y'all love. Oh yeah. man. That's that's my last comment about that. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 we're you know breaking that that down the qualities of you know what it is to be a dad and whatnot in anime we we may see some of these qualities or we may see a lot of anti <laughs> of uh, these these uh, qualities that we hope fathers possess. Um, I guess like what are like some of the most common tropes though that fathers have in anime? They're not there. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, hold on, wait, no, he's right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. That's shonen. Yeah, bro. We're shonen a lot of anime. A lot of fathers are shonen. That's very shonen. Yeah, it's like some of the see you on draft day. Yeah. For a lot of the uh, anime I watch, with like where they're where the dads are present, they take either like a comical, like a comedic role, because like they know the stress that their uh, children are going through, or they're just like command the highest respect, respect. Mm-hmm. but also like they're fair about it it's like the the firm hand to the mother's gentle touch right and i can respect that okay okay i see that I see that that's definitely i definitely see that a lot within um other styles of uh, animation uh, anime um they definitely have that that or um they're literally used as the the uh the low point of a, of, a, of a character's origin. Um, so, like, they'll be used, like, you know, that's something I would never want to be or something that I can't understand, and then they, they try to find a way to get over it, um, which I'm hoping we, we can get into and talk about uh, some of those those kind of fathers, because I got a couple in my mind already, because Lord knows it. <laughs> Lord knows it. There are some out there. All right, then let's <laughs> slide right into it. You want to start with the, the good or the bad? I like bad news first. Bad news. All right, let's start with the bad news first. You were. I'd rather end on a good note too. Right. All right. So, who y'all got? Uh, what's uh, an example of? You know what? Right off the rip, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it like this. Right off the rip. Don't you do uh, it. A bad father. <laughs> Ash's dad in Pokemon. Bro, where you at? Ooh. <laughs> not even talking. Not even talking about. Bro, I low-key think it's Professor Oak. No, bro, no, no, no. that's his little brother on the way. Man's bro, that's not, his, that's not like his real brother. That's like his uh, like brother by, you know, just being there. Like a, a play brother. Listen, That's bro. like your friend who's a brother. Listen, you bro. You also got to think about it. Ash is still 11 years old. So nah, that don't count. That don't count. Hasn't been Ash in a coma. Ash in a coma. <laughs> I don't care what anybody say. Look, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to like just go with that random fan theory. And be like, yeah, no, Ash, Ash is, he was, you know, shocked to the system like static. And the. Yup. As soon as the pitchies came mm-hmm. at him. <laughs> Ain't no way he should still be 10 or maybe 11 now if they aged him properly. Right. If they aged him. If they aged him. <laughs> We're going with worse. Yeah, we're going to go with bad dads first. Okay, because I got, I got a couple on the list, but we're just going to make it real simple. I'm not going to go to the main one yet. Word, word, word. Um, shout out to that man 
show Tucker from Full Metal. Oh, oh the worst! <laughs> My the man worst. decided to really... Number one, I get that you want to be successful, but the sacrifices that you make to do that, don't sacrifice your family. Nobody needs that. Right. Number one, you, you sacrifice Shorty's mom. Oh my God. Why? Why? And then on the top of that, when we start watching getting connected to your daughter and the dog, that look, come on, bro. You done you done jacked the whole show up. And they wasn't even gonna live that long to begin with. That's crazy. Bro, it's that's crazy. It's horrible to be iconic to be one of the most hated characters in all of anime. <laughs> you wanna know what's time. funny? You wanna what? know what's funny? The uh dude who wrote uh uh Full Metal Alchemist, he wrote a chapter of everyone who's died in heaven except for Show Tucker. That man was burning. <laughs> that man was literally well deserved. Fire. Wait, hold on. Was it a dude that wrote Full Metal or was it a woman? I thought it was a woman that wrote Full Metal. The person in charge of it. Oh. Someone in charge of Full Metal. We'll get at you later. (laughs) We'll correct that later. (laughs) But all I know is Show Tucker, yeah, bro, notoriously the worst in all of anime. How do you do that to your kid and your dog? It's a woman, um, Hiromu uh, Arakawa. Who? Just uh, make sure that Hiromu Arakawa is the Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, he was trash. But go ahead, bro. Uh, for me, the worst father in anime slash manga history is that boy, director Kakazawa from Elfin Lead. That man was trash. So, y'all might know, know about this, but basically, he is the main antagonist of the story, and his entire goal is basically to wipe out the human race and replace them with, like, mutated humans. Um, to do that, the main character is an actual, like, originator of these mutant humans. So this man has kids. He, like, turns them into test subjects. He's, like, he uh, has a daughter. He turns into a monster that has, like, an infinite IQ so she can, like, help him predict the outcome of situations. Um, He has a son who he, like, does not give to... He doesn't care about. His son gets murked. Like, someone brings his uh, son's head right in front of him and he was like mm, failure couldn't be my genes and walks right off and they're like yo your son what? just died and he was like hey i don't care my goal is to be the god of the new race he was like your son's head is literally in your hands he was like what's that guy doing me and i was like yo this man did not nothing nothing this man did not care about his family he used them to all his gain to the point where he finds the main character's mother Sexually assaults her, fathers the kid, and is like, yo, my child is going to meet with you, and we're going to, like, do this Adam and Eve plot. So, too long, didn't read, finds the main character's mom, impregnates her, and then has his child, which is the main character's half-brother, and is like, y'all going to, like, smash and reproduce. So, this dude's just out of pocket. Completely and utterly... Fuck Damn. that dude. <laughs> dude <laughs> trash. Trash. This is an ill for me, bro. Just a straight ill. What the fuck, yo? Right. Uh, what else you got? Yo, guillotine. Bro? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What, well, I mean, I'm just going to start with another classic, horrible, bad dad. Gone Freaks. Or not gone. His dad. <laughs> no, his dad. Jin. Oh, no. His dad, Jin. Jin Freaks. Sorry. He named uh, his son what he's going to be, which is gone. Um... <laughs> Absolutely horrible. How are you gonna have 
one you, you have your kid right i don't know you know whatever happened to you and you know the kids mom you have gone you leave them with your sister you're off just adventuring the world because that's more important than actually being there for your son and then not only that you set up trials and tribulations for him just so you can just so your son can get to you but Every step of the way, you're making it more difficult in hopes that he doesn't reach you. And then when he finally does, you're not even there long. You don't even have like nope. a meaningful conversation. It's just you're chilling, looking at a world tree. Whoop dee. You, you know when the entire world of hunters is like, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's real because there's a lot of ancient people in Hunter. hunter. Everyone in Hunter Hunter. Listen. Even, like, the main characters really ain't shit. There's no truly good person to Hunter Hunter that isn't there getting isn't. faded. But Maybe Leordio, and he's probably the closest to, like, good, yeah. good. Yeah. That's because we don't really know nothing else about him, but, I mean, his whole dream is to be a medical person just because of his friend dying. But, hey. You know, yeah, that's why it's like he's the closest to being, like, <laughs> closest like to being fully good. Yeah. The thing is, though, as bad as Ging is, mm-hmm. I kind of understand what he was doing because, like... For as as much as like he wasn't around, this man knew his son. He was like, "You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that." And I know if you're gonna follow me, you need to get strong to live in this world. That's how I see it. He made the whole game just so his son could train to get stronger. And nah, he even bro. said, "Gone was like twelve, man. He was twelve when he did all his accomplishments. If you ain't my listen, dog, it ain't the same. Just because what you I went through, it. you don't your you don't your kid doesn't have to go through that either. I now. know, I get Ooh. it, but I'm saying Ooh, this is that's the world of like Hunter this. Hunter. <laughs> the world of Hunter Hunter is if you want to be a hunter, you need to hunt something. I'm not going to give it to you. That's what happened. He had to hunt his dad. Gone was literally a hunter hunter. That's why his name like that, man. He's still a horrible. You know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. No, no, no. I'm gonna retract. I'm gonna retract. That was a good one. I like that. That was like that was that was solid. That was solid points. Solid points. Yeah, Hunter Hunter Joint definitely sold me. Like all right, (laughs) all right. I mean, he's Uh, still bad for wanting to put his kid through that. But the reasoning I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Shit though, he really named him Gone. Like dog. I'm sorry. Like I, right, I, got, I think I'm more mad that he literally named the what he's gonna be. He's like I'm out. Hey, you know where my dad at? He left you a name. Your name. It's like oh, my name's gone. gone. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> question. But I got another one for you. Um, let's talk about Cole Giaz, that man Charles E. Britannia. Hey, y'all got this. It's been a minute since I peeped the Code Geass. This man, Charles Z. Britannia, pitted his offspring against each other at any moment possible to the point where they started running countries and started fighting each other just because of him. He messed up up, uh, Lelouch so bad, so bad, that this man started a whole revolution because of him. Oh, my gosh, bro. I would never look at that man the same. And then when he saw him, he gave no fucks. He really didn't. He didn't care about nothing about him. He was just ready to off him. He didn't even care about it. I'm like, yo, that's that's a wicked kind of father. That's a different kind of father, different level. That's just that's just how I feel about him. Because he's just he was just one of those political leaders that's only cared about his political game. And I think that's one of the, the coldest ways to be a father. Just yeah, yeah, I love watching my sons and daughters fight. That's slimy. <laughs> that is slimy. Like he just he separated them all, pitted them against each other, and just like, all right. Let's see how this Darwinism thing plays out. What? 
That's trash. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the worst part about it, it wasn't for no like real reasoning to grow them in any kind of way. No, he just wanted to get some entertainment. Really? It was a what? TV show for him, bro. Yeah. Oh. He, he, just, he, he was entertained by it. That's it. Oh, that's worse than slimy. <laughs> Dog, <a> piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> he just Straight entertained by it, bro. Matter, bro. You trash. <laughs> Good no lord. Alright, um, Question. next bad dad up. Can we talk about... Alright, so technically he is a dad, but we don't know his relationship. Can mm-hmm. we talk about grandparents who were like father figures that were trash? I was, yeah, I was gonna say, yo, father figures count. Father figures count in this. Like, it's not just like all dads, because, you know, obviously some stories worst, don't have fathers in there so yeah father figures <laughs> the worst present dad to me or father figure is monkey d garp and no one can tell me differently Back. how you gonna take your 10 year old son tie him to a balloon and send him up into the air talk about it was to make you stronger and then when he comes down from the balloon you're gonna throw him into the pit of spikes talk about it was to make you stronger and then the first time you see him in like seven years you punch him in the head <laughs> that's all he got he got no love none <laughs> And then, and then, when his next grandson is about to get executed, man just looks by, he's like, I should do something, but my job, so I won't. Mm. And then, after his son, his grandson gets killed, he's like, well, now I gotta get, it's too late, bro. It was too late. Man was trapped. He's funny. He's a good dude. He's funny as hell. But he's hilarious, and that's that's why he gets away with it. Uh, in my book, he's just hilarious. He's no, hilarious. he's funny, but like, I'm gonna be real, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you this. My Go pops ahead. would be like, all right, you're going to have to, like, you know, you're going to run. Run hard. It's training to make you stronger. Cool, cool, cool. That man ever. Like, all right, all right. How'd y'all learn how to swim? Y'all just got uh, pushing the deep end, right? Nah, all right. So, um, I learned on my own. I, I jumped in on my own <laughs> and almost sad. died. So, yeah, I learned how to doggy paddle first. Mm. Yo, I ain't make it, so I, I had to take swimming lessons. But I had your enough <laughs> experience, bro. Yeah. <laughs> nah, could you not? <laughs> I was like, look, you can do it. I can do it too. Cannonball. My <laughs> life. Uh, so, yeah, no, I got saved. Uh, you know, the whole, you know, chest compressions, all that cool stuff. Um, and then, oh, damn. And then my dad was like, I am for real. Yeah. Bro, Senpai you been- sunk? Sen- senpai went through it, bro. <laughs> Sen- uh, senpai more than through it. You drowned, nigga. <laughs> Sen- like- <laughs> this man is forty and still can't swim. <laughs> I can swim now. I just can't swim good. Uh, <laughs> I- I- bro, I swear, I be swimming now, and it's just like. I ain't going nowhere fast, but I get there like a little bit at a time. This it's man like I'm moving at a snail's pace. This yeah, man said bro. he had the whole chest compressions. That must have been a horrible uh, experience. But that's where you time, lost me at. Damn. Yeah, bro. That's Senpai been through. Senpai has uh, like six near death experiences. So yeah. Oh god. That's just god, that. No. That's one of the earliest ones. Well, uh, that's the second I one. I wouldn't trust the water again. I wouldn't trust the water again. <laughs> nah, bro. See, I was young and I was I was young, ambitious. And I'm like, you know what? It's cool. That just means I gotta get better. So I was like, all right. So we gotta learn how to swim. Uh, my dad took me to like the local YMCA and whatnot. And I started learning how to swim there. And it, it wasn't too bad. I had some cool instructors. It was cool. I was far better swimmer when I was younger than 
I am now uh, just because I stopped actually swimming a lot. Uh, but now also because like my leg muscles are like too dense and stuff. So I start to like sink. I don't even float well anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh God, bro. I just imagine a young senpai jumping into the water with no regrets. <laughs> bro, I was not to be one up. I was like, yo, I'm going through. Cannonball. <laughs> And like, I just remember I touched the bottom of said pool and I kicked up and I'm like, I'm trying to get to the surface. I'm like, it's not, I'm not reaching it. (laughs) Oh, it was sunny. It's getting dark. Okay. And then next thing I know, it was sunny again. And my friend (laughs) was helping me. I'm sorry for laughing so hard, bro. We're going to be back. And um, dad, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'm not sure you will but if for whatever reason uh it's now that the first time you're hearing about this because they told me never to mention it to you so <laughs> you never uh, told your pops i never told my pops t- till now i guess <laughs> so hey oh, remember that time when i was <laughs> hella young <laughs> you just came back like nothing like happened what was you afraid eight? of getting the ass whooping <laughs> <laughs> i'm like seven or eight and yeah i almost i almost died bro <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, wild. That. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let's, let's get back to the <laughs> Woo. Uh, right, right, right. Oh. All right. So I have a, I have a con, uh, maybe a controversial one for bad oh. dads. All right. We all see Naruto. I respect this ninja a lot as a ninja, but was he a good dad? Here is in Saratobi. What do y'all? Hell think? no! Huh? Hell no! No, no. And the reason why I'll say this is only because he was a great figure. Yep. For the for the young youth, but he was never a father. Okay. Not in my opinion, but that's just my two cents on it. I'm gonna let everybody get their own stuff off their chest. Kurokami. I feel like there's a difference between being a guardian and being a father figure. I feel like Saratobi was a guardian of Naruto, but there was no true, like, love there because I know they're trying to retcon it and they're like, oh, yeah, the third Hokage was always there for me. Realistically, all that man did was give you an apartment and some spoiled milk. (laughs) The man was shaking his brains out in episode two. Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't there. (laughs) The man could have told about his dad. He could have been like, listen, I'm there for you. Easily could have switched the whole story up. He knew. (laughs) Easily could have switched the whole story up. He knew. Like, he was the reason why they were like, yo, we're not going to mention Nine-Tailed Fox. And Naruto was like, yo, why do people hate me? He never knew about and his parents. And this man believing people just didn't fuck with him just because they didn't fuck with him. He didn't know anything. Excuse and that language. man Saratobi was just like, it's for your own good. Really, bro? If we want to make something for my own good, how about you teach me? How about you prepare me? How about you're actually there when like, you know, oh, the world's against me. At least the third Hokage, why don't I have a dad? Uh, man, drop all the ball. That's why you got faded by Rochimaru, bro. And I don't feel bad. Oh, he, for him. he allowed himself to get faded. I was gonna say Rochi there's Maru. a difference. He, he he yeah he definitely let himself get faded by Rochimaru. He definitely could have won. Or even if it was like maybe a year or two younger, he would have won. All I'm saying is that that's karma. 
all the mistakes in his you life for him to get destroyed. <laughs> I gotta give you that because that's that's real. Which this will probably end up in a, another conversation, but that's very real because like he let Orochimaru slide so much. He tried to be Orochimaru's father figure when Orochimaru, uh, you know, lost his during the war, and well, I think because of that he was too as. I guess as weird as I'm going to say here, like being soft, like he was too soft on Orochimaru. Enma had, you know what, I ain't going to front. Enma had a, had a good point. You, you should have ended him when you had the chance. Should have killed Enma him, wanted man. to choke him. He's like, I'll do it. Give me the word. I'll do it. Say the word. Bro, he should have just did it. No kid. Enma was the best summon, bro. Also Yo, real talk. Really was. He was. He talked so real. He, he had Black Force He had Black Air Force energy. <laughs> I guess somebody got Black Air Force energy, dog. He had Black Air Force he energy did. on site. He did. On site. He said, what? This dude? See that. Yo, it was crazy because, like, Enma was literally like, yo, I can fight with you hand-to-hand combat. Like, let's let's roll on this ball. Or, like, all right, cool. I'm going to manifest into this, you know, adamant staff and adamant form and whatnot. And we got it. I'm the perfect weapon. Like, tag team? Tag team. Ooh, y'all, let's get it. Okay, I gotta do it. I got. I gotta say it. I have to say it now. Like I don't care. That man Goku oh is the worst God. dad of all oh time, my guy. That no man more. is the worst dad of all time. Okay. You have to understand okay. when your son is growing up in the wor- mm-hmm. world that you decide to bring him in. You don't have to bring him to every fight, my guy. You don't have to do that. Every time the world is at stake, you don't have to bring him into every fight. Train him so he's ready to fight. Yes, he was in the hyperbolic time team, ready to go Super Saiyan. You want to act like you want to be soft on him, and then he's like, "Nah, come at me straight up." You finally did that. Good father moment. Worst father moment comes right after that we in the cell games oh hold up wait a second cell still still a little beat down hey go go on i know you're strong brother here take the sensu bean cell i'm gonna let you go ahead and re-up go ahead my nigga you good what no it's okay go no ahead. the world is at stake why are you putting pressure on a 12 year 13 year old kid you don't do that you don't do that why would you do- you know what it's cool hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on see see <sighs> see look, look, look. I, I no waiting. no because you're gonna try to make some dumb waiting. argument about how he was there I've but not really there because chi chi because chi chi was all trying to make him a scholar no we mm-hmm. all understand that go on and had his issues because chi chi was trying to go in and bitch made him but at the end the day gohan could have easily been taken up under his wing by goku that's simple as that but like all right son you gotta learn how to do this because if i'm not here you need to be able to handle this because i'm the strongest you gotta be the strongest too my son like you seen what he had from day one we all seen it we all seen daddy bow headbutt go ahead go to sleep radis no no i'm not having it bro you're not gonna sit there and tell me goku is not one of the worst fathers of all time in anime bro okay at all so- times He's never there. Now, now, never now that you got that all out, great grandfather, great grandfather. <laughs> now that you have that, you know, out your system. All right. So he, here are the facts. And, oh okay, God! Here are the absolute <laughs> go ahead. Facts go ahead. I'm let you go ahead about Goku and his fatherly ways. Um, first and foremost, I want to preface preface with this: Goku by no means is the best father. But he is by no means a bad and or the worst father. What? He middles okay. very well. And uh-huh. and, and listen to this. Uh, actually, my girlfriend, Kat, and I we were talking about it. Uh, because we watched a lot of uh, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z recently, all the way up to the beginning of the Boo Saga, for, uh, at least till then. Uh, what we found is that Goku 
is a better hero than he is a father, but he's not the worst dad. Right from Rip, from the absolute jump of Dragon Ball Z, Goku and Chi-Chi and Gohan, who they haven't seen any of Goku's friends in four and a half years, because that's how old Gohan is. Haven't seen him for four and a half years. They go, they meet up at Kame House. Lo and behold, his friends, everyone's gathered. Everyone's, you know, in awe of Gohan, you know, giving him compliments. He's cute, looks like Goku, looks like Chi-Chi, all that good stuff. Mm. Really, like, in, in awe of uh, Gohan. But here comes Uncle <laughs> Uncle Raditz, just out of nowhere, kidnaps <laughs> his own nephew, beats up his dad, and then takes him away, right? That's not Goku's fault. Right? That is not. Because Goku immediately then goes to try and save his son. He does successfully save his son with the help of Uncle Piccolo. And while in the process of saving his son, Goku dies. Stepdad. Right? (laughs) Uncle, stepdad, whatever you want to call him. The reason I won't ever say stepdad is just because, realistically, I don't think he ever hit Chi-Chi. And that would be weird if he did. And and hit, I'm sorry, I just mean have sex with Chi-Chi. Alright? So, anyway. uh, (laughs) We'll talk about but it. Anyway. Oh, no, no. Mexicans don't got no dick. I mean, stop. 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 No, they reproduce with the eggs, bro. That's how they reproduce. They Did you not see eggs. when Chichi saw that he restored his arm? She's like, oh, you can restore that? Mm. Bro, we done. Laura, no, hold on. No, no, don't sidetrack me. I'm making valid points. Hold on. So Goku, right? Defended, uh, defended Gohan, died in the process. Cool. All right. So then... We get the Saiyan saga, like more into the Saiyan hold saga. Hold up, hold up. Wait, why did he defend Go- Gohan? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. You're talking about Reddit. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll take that out. That was right. So now we're getting later into the <laughs> Saiyan saga with like uh, Vegeta and Nappa. All right. Mm. No one wanted Goku back early because Nappa and Vegeta were that much stronger. So they, they made Goku stay in the other world. Goku wanted to come back. But they made him stay so he can train. He's like, all right, cool. I'll go train with this, you know, legendary King Kai. That should be good. That should be good training. Always down for that. I can come back stronger. Help save the world. Bet. He comes back. When he does come back, make sure that his friends are okay. Make sure his son is okay. He sees Piccolo. I mean, obviously, he's upset about that. He's like, all right, so now I got to go kick these people's ass. Proceeds to kick their ass, but also gets his ass kicked because Vegeta is a motherfucker in that battle. Then... We get to the Namekian saga. Goku, uh, I guess while like in this time frame, they're trying to grow more sensu beans. Goku... I thought they went... I'm sorry, not to interrupt you. I thought you they good? went to Namek because all their friends died. And the other pair of Dragon Balls were on Namek. Exactly. They had different rules. So that's why they had to go to mm-hmm. Namek. Exactly. That, that's the main reason. But I'm saying like because this leads into why Gohan was on Namek first... And why people say, like, Goku was, like, never there is, like, well, Gohan was on Namek first with Krillin, his other uncle, which, who, Krillin could be a better uncle, but that's fine. Um, who was with yeah. his yeah. other uncle. Some degree. He's more like the best friend. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Like, he acts like a Goku. best He's friend. He's honorary like, uncle, yeah. 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 He acts like a best friend, but he should be the uncle. Like, he, doesn't... he should be the uncle. True. Yeah. True. Um, but they go over to Namek first with Bulma. Uh, and that's because they're still trying to have sensu beans and then they recovered faster than Goku did. And Goku is like trying to train, he's like re-injures himself while he's training and they're waiting, uh, to get a spaceship built so he can go and uh, catch up with them on Namek. So that happens. 
you know, we know the stuff that happens in Namek. Gohan is literally five and a half years old <laughs> when he's on Namek, maybe going on six. Mm. Uh, Goku finally <laughs> gets there, you know, sees his kid, is like, oh, you know, beat up, sense of being. Boom, cool. My kid is good. I made sure my kid and my best friend were solid. Cool. Again, repeat. I got to whoop their ass for hurting mine. Goes and whoops their ass, right? Now, and in, in, in this seems to go on and on and on. Goku arrives a little bit late. It's cool, but he comes. He makes sure his kid and, you know, family are cool first. But then we get, like, little moments in between, like, some of the filler episodes, some of the stuff that is just, like, small episodes, but are canon, where Goku is actually understanding Gohan. It's like, hey, cool, let's train together. You want to, like, train with the big dog? That's cool. Let's do that. You want to train with Piccolo and I, too? Cool. That's fine. Always down to have you come in and, you know, you know, spend time with me. I, I love doing that. Goku spends time with his kid. Granted, when it comes to the Cell Saga, everybody. Uh, everybody knows. Every Z fighter failed. Every Z fighter failed. But it isn't until that point where Goku has actually a bad moment uh goku respects chi chi's wishes for <laughs> gohan not to overtrain too much because he has to focus on the studies goku always is respectful of gohan wants to like train with them he's like yeah come in he's always welcoming always joins he always tries to make sure that gohan's okay and is protected um but in the cell saga he did get in over his head and i like to make the analogy that goku at that time was the overzealous coach whose kid is also playing where you see their potential and then you try and toss them out into the wolves like before they're ready and then they get the, the shit rocked and you're like oh i made a misjudgment uh it just except that you know goku was on a, a galactic scale because you know you, you kind of played a game with earth there for a bit so that was the biggest lapse in judgment ever but then even going forward, Gohan, or Goku respects Gohan's wishes to not necessarily want to be like a fighter like him, Vegeta, and Piccolo are. He understands that Gohan is more of a defender. He will raise his power level. He will get stronger to protect those that he needs to protect. And not because he likes to fight, but because he has something worth keeping safe. And Goku realized that. So, no, he's not the best dad. He's there for his kids. Uh, he's around. He maybe doesn't necessarily give the best amount of guidance, but you can't say he's horrible either. He has one fucked up moment that he did to Gohan. One. Granted, oh, okay. you're allowed to, to rag on him that entire time for, for, for okay. that moment. You're allowed hold on, to because it's a bad okay. moment. It's a very bad <laughs> and, moment. And, and, but, but in that moment and, afterwards when he learns, like... Goku also has, like, a moment of clarity, like, mm -hmm. the entire Android saga was because he was alive, so he was like, yo, I know I'm not gonna be around, but it's going to keep you guys safe. Yeah. Don't wish me back. Yep. That was his whole, like, reason why he didn't come back, why he wasn't around when Gohan was around. I don't know how he clapped cheeks, didn't know that. Well, oh, that was during the, the, the 10 days. That's how Goten was mm. born. He was Super Saiyan. Why do you think Goten could go Super Saiyan so, like, so early? Fair. That's just me, though. That's just a joke, but, I mean, he most oh, likely God. did. But no, like... <laughs> He had the 10 days, yeah, but then he realized, he's like, my presence brings destruction, which you guys, like, the yeah. whole, all of that was because Goku destroyed the Black uh, the Red Ribbon Army when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. So he was like, don't, don't wish you back. Like, Gohan, you're stronger than me. You got this. You got to take up the mantle. Yeah, you're the so man of the house now. Like, I can't see Goku as a bad dad. Goku's a dummy. Yes. That sensor beam was the worst thing ever. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, 
even after he messed up and Gohan achieved his potential, he was like, all right, you can do this. End him now, Gohan. Nah, Gohan, listen to me. End him now. Nah. So he was still trying to guide Gohan throughout that entire fight. Mm -hmm. And even when Gohan was losing hope, he came through dead with the father-son Kamehameha. Yep. And then, if you want to go through the movies, when Gohan was getting his like whole stuff faded by Bojack, Gohan, I mean Goku, defied the rules of the afterlife, came back to life to sock this man to let him go of his son. You're not going to touch my kid like that. Let go! Goku is not the worst thing. And then you want to go at Dragon Ball Super, when Zamas killed, when Zamas killed an alternate version of Gohan, or sorry, Goten and Chi-Chi, Blue's dude snapped. He hasn't gotten that angry since Frieza. Super Saiyan Rage (laughs) invoked. He snapped. So now, Gohan, Goku is the bumbling dad. He's like the Disney dad, bro. Yo. Always messing up. Legit. He's incredibly naive. That's what, that's just like, that's one of Goku's traits, his naivety. And that's, was his downfall. And I will, and I will put this on record that, uh, Vegeta was the worst dad until Super hit. That's Vegeta only became no, no, no. a good yes, dad in Super. Thank you. No, you can't. You can't. You can't come at Vegeta. Yes, no, I, I will no, because come he only became a good dad in this. Super. In all of Dragon this. Ball and Z, Let me do this. Let me take this one. Let me take this one. Let me take this one. Okay, go ahead. Everyone is like Goku. Huh? You let your son get beat up. How about the fact that Vegeta didn't hug his actual son for like ten, <laughs> seven years? That's. That's so out of pocket. Like, you know how sad that is? <laughs> how you about the first time he hugged his son and called him by name? The first openly affectionate gesture of love to his son was when he was about to die. And he was like, wow. Hmm. Let me hold you one for the first time, son. It's like, come on, bro. We always drag on Goku. This man, Vegeta, literally clapped cheeks and did not care. Yup. And then he was just like, Vegeta went from deadbeat to realize, oh, oh, nah, I'm tripping. And came back. Yep. Goku was always present. Goku just messed up a lot. He was like, oh, uh, <laughs> I dropped the plates. Can't, can't say he was always present, but I, I understand your points, and I'm not I'm not going to deny any of them. Because, yes, I, I respect all of, of Goku's history and all of his situations. The reasons why I say Goku was a bad father have a lot to deal with my, 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 my anger of what they have done to Gohan throughout the series. That was my main thing for it. The so yes, I understand that Goku's not the Goku's definitely not the worst father of all time. And I could take that back. Not a problem. But at the end of the day, you cannot sit here and defend him so damn strongly for the things that he could have done better as a father because he was so worried about getting stronger and stronger and stronger no, and stronger. It's, I'll give you that's, that. That's, that's fair. Thing. That's fair. That is yeah, absolutely he did, fair. He, he also has bad moments of not seeing people for who they are. Like, if you're a father, you have to understand your children. If you do not understand your children, that's one of the biggest failures you could ever have. That's how I personally want to see it. Okay. So you not being able to see what Gohan is really all about deep down, you need to get your shit together or be able to spend a little bit more time observing instead of training so damn much. Because your son obviously doesn't want to be someone that's like you. You got to pay attention to that. You got to understand what kind of kids you have. Because when you leave the fate of the world to children, I don't know what you expect to happen right there. I do not know what you expect to happen. Because at your age, you wasn't doing shit like that. You wasn't versing against a, a being that was an android and all compared to like all these different components that are all your friends and whatnot. You weren't you weren't at that level. You didn't have to have that kind of that kind of concerns on your belt. So I, I, that's why I get so irritated with going with Goku 
being the father that he is just because he wasn't present. Like, honestly, yes, I understand that he's one of the strongest people. He's always there to protect them. He's always there going to show up at the last minute. Great writing. Good job. But my biggest thing is that you had somebody else raise your child better than you. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. The person that raised his child was his mom. Piccolo ain't raised Gohan. Piccolo threw Gohan out of a mountain. Piccolo did more building him up. Did more than building Gohan up than Goku has ever done. That's how I feel. But that's how family honestly is, though. Because, like, I don't know about you. No, It depends. I feel like that's the role of, like, a family unit. If you want to say, like, Piccolo's, like, his stepdad slash uncle... Yeah, you're going to relate to someone more. Yeah. Piccolo was always more intelligent than Goku. Yeah. And that was his strong point. He could see Gohan. He could understand his weaknesses, his flaws. He didn't have the same naivety that Goku had. And he, because of that, he could relate to Gohan a little bit more. Because even when um, the whole self thing, Piccolo was like, Goku, he wasn't meant, he's not a fighter. He was because never he meant attention. to fight. <laughs> he never wanted to. Because he paid to. attention. Yes, exactly. That's my, that's my biggest point is that Go- Goku didn't pay attention to his son the way he should have. That's how I feel. That's, no, that's what fair. I observe no, when That's watching. fair, because like, in that situation, Goku got blinded by his own son's potential. It was like, oh, he is better than me, and I'm very yeah, proud of him. Like His, his actual saying pride easily... in Gohan overwhelmed him to the fact that was like, I'm, he's not seeing Gohan for who he is. And He could yeah. have easily had more to do with his development if he wasn't such a bitch to Chi-Chi. He's able to fight all these massive people, but when it comes to teaching, you want to be acting like, yo, I, I'm not going to fight for my son to, to, to be able to learn off of what I'm teaching him. He's just trying to be and respectful. I think that's, honestly, respect- like, looking back at, like, respect- a lot of the episodes, he's trying to be uh, as respectful as possible because he knows, the like, the route that he goes, like, goes down daily is more dangerous than being a scholar. And, like, he just wants the best for go on. And if that's being a scholar, so be it. So hold on, though. Hold on. I'm going to be devil's advocate. Go ahead. I kind of think we're also forgetting that Goku's not human. Yep. He's and saying. we're judging him by human standards. Even Vegeta is like, we don't have familial love. Like what you, what Bardock and Gine had, that's not normal. Exactly. We literally reproduce to create more fighters. Yep. We don't care about our offspring. So to them, that's just what they do. Yep. And I, that's, to me, that's like culture. I can't, I can't hail your culture. It's weird to me, but yeah. He didn't give. He didn't pass his culture down. Well, also, he doesn't really know his culture that well. Yeah, exactly. He also has brain damage, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he still, he still got brain damage to this Which day. Which honestly, <laughs> are our best benefit. So, uh, <laughs> in the, like in the series, <laughs> to this day, he still got brain damage. Yo, but, but I also want to, you know, backtrack to to the whole Vegeta thing. Yeah, Vegeta's a better father now. I see him as a better father. He's a better father um, now, but. Because of what they, they've done for Trunks in the series, honestly. Yeah. You always see that Trunks ends up becoming like this, this super badass character out of nowhere. And um, you got to understand that that's, that's because of Vegeta at some point. Like, granted, it's also because of Bulma, too. But I really see that being a lot of because of Vegeta. Because he was always looking for Vegeta's approval. But also, that might come down to just who they are as different characters. That, too. You know? That, too. So. I mean, that, that Trunks has probably suffered some writing of the bruh. worst trauma in all of Dragon yeah. Ball Z. But especially future trunks. That man stayed coming back trying to find out why. Yup. It's like, yo, you good? He's like, I don't want to go back there, man. I don't want it's <laughs> dark there. This is the darkest <laughs> time like can I stay here please? <laughs> but but yes, Goku is a half decent father. 
not the worst, Mediocre. not the best, can use improvement. Mediocre. And Vegeta is now slightly better because he, you know, upholds, you know, promises. He went to that amusement park because Chunks actually, you know, got that punch on him when he was training. For, he's very for Vegeta though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great father. For Vegeta, for Vegeta standards, yeah, for Vegeta standards a Vegeta's great a great father. Because from where he started to where he is now, because remember, Vegeta had Trunks with Bulma just so he could have a reason to feel more powerful. Because he noticed mm. that Goku's like, is it he's deriving his power because he has a son to protect? Okay, I need to have an heir. Uh, okay, that's that's not it as well. I mean, Bulma are like, we we mess around. We're not necessarily a thing. We're not married or anything yet. It's cool. It's whatever. Tiberius came around. He started realizing that was a real pick at love, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, do he it finally got with it. And then, you know, he had like his first emotional moment. Actually, he had his first proud moment. When um in the Cell Saga, when Future Trunks did actually uh, beat him up and punch him, so he could send him away to actually fight Cell, and then the other moment was when uh, he had an actual emotional moment when Trunks got shot with the Death Beam through the heart, and he's like, "No, Ugh, charge at Cell, uh, get clapped." <laughs> but you know, you went and fought <laughs> one of the you know, craziest dirty, villains of all time because you know they murdered your, your son. So like, you went to defend your son's honor. And then in Super, he's a lot better. He's there for his kids. But he yeah, needs to beat but... Trunks' ass. He did beat Trunks' ass, yeah. Nah, he needs to beat he... Little Trunks' ass. Little <laughs> Trunks' ass. He's Trunk... be getting into so much trouble, bro. That boy is I, think a, I think that's a B for, for Goten and Trunks. To, they they can do it. They, they can throw hands. True. I don't care, bro. Man, talk about my dad can beat up your dad. What? <laughs> I ain't go front, though. Was he wrong? <laughs> no, he's not. He wrong, though, like... <laughs> Yo, keep your damn breath. Yo, hold on though. Hold on though. Sidebar. What's worse, you getting beat up or like the your dad being able to beat up their dad? I, I don't think there's a there's a good point in that one. Look, all I'm saying is, look, you you can take any ass kicking, like that's fine. But like at the end of the day, when you know your dad can just beat <laughs> beat their dad up, it's like, well, what you gonna do? Get your dad? Fine, I'll get mine. Fair. This is true. I'm gonna this be that true. father. I'm the dad that can beat every dad up. Like, so my my kid says you have a problem. What's the problem? So what's good? Oh, no, nothing, Mr. Luck. Oh, uh, everything's cool. Cool. Imagine right. the cool. Prince of Sane comes to your door. I heard you talking. So what's shit. your problem with my child? <laughs> like, you right, bro. We we good. <laughs> I don't know what you talk about. Man, you short, but you strong. We good. Listen, bro, that one punch not anyone out. You know this man has to be famous because he's always on like the world tournament clapping everyone. Yup. Just Imagine one punch back. That's like that's like you bullying some random kid and like Iron Mike Tyson comes to your door. Is there a problem? I, I just cried. Dude, I, I'd be like, um, I think no, you got some not... issues with my cousin, my cousin's nephew's son. So I, I came here to settle the matter. <laughs> nah, I'm sir. I'm gonna need you to take your wife. There's not a single problem. What's, yo, you got Venmo? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm save you this money, don't hit me. I just like, honestly, you bring out an ironing board, press myself, then fold myself, because I'm not getting folded by myself. <laughs> 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 he said I'd rather fold myself than get folded by Tyson. Uh, no, bro, you're not getting back up from that one. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Oh, this episode gonna be a long one because we still gotta talk about the yes. good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you got one more bad? 
Oh, no, I, I'll start talking about the good. I just want to ask one question. Uh, Are we going to touch upon he's not my son, but he's my son? Oh, we can. We can touch upon that. We can touch upon he's not my son, but he's my son. Because the best version for me is Mike Guy. Yes, man, thank you. That yes. man yes. <laughs> talking about... That's, a, that's agreeable. Unanimous. Unanimous. That man was like, oh, you can't use any type of ninjutsu or genjutsu? I mean, I can. Oh, you think you're a failure? All right. We're doing this together. And he, that that's that's real, like that's real. Like you, I don't have. Can we really be certain that Mike Guy isn't the father? Honestly, I'm not because we sure. don't know nothing about Lee's parents. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of those things where I I seen online. There's a a bunch of jokes. Like, do you know how Mike Guy has a problem with remembering people's names? Uh, he doesn't remember unless it's very <laughs> prominent or exactly. strong. Uh, it's possible. I mean, guys, Guy and Kakashi are the same age, so like Guy, you know, was probably out with uh, Konoichi one night. They had a good time, and maybe he just didn't remember. And then, lo and behold, oh, Rock Lee was born, you know, a couple months later, and he just didn't know from until. Because, <laughs> like, even look, even Kakashi was like, he rese- he re- he reminds me of someone, Guy. He reminds me of you. <laughs> and Guy was looking like, I mean, I don't see it. He probably knows on the low. That's yeah. why he be saying his little slick shit. <laughs> just whispering to him. Uh, uh, in Sensei. Uh, I'm going to need you to match Rock Lee up with Mike Guy because that's his kid. Thank you. All that's right. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best because Guy. That was good. The moment you knew Guy was all like. For me, even more like all in for for Rock Lee, even more so than when he wiped away the sand, right? For against Gar, which by the way, in hindsight, looking at it, the biggest flex because he just wiped away the sand of a Jinchuruki's like it's nothing. I'm like, oh, guy could have folded almost everybody if he wanted to from Rip. Mm-hmm. Guy would have folded everybody. He folded. All right, listen. <laughs> we- must- until you're, unless you're hacking and cheating in series, that mm-hmm. you would have got folded by guy. Guy is folding you, like without a doubt. Unless your name is Naruto or Sasuke, guy has a good chance of folding you. I'd even argue that he might still fold him. I'm probably Sasuke more than Naruto. That man too is Naruto. When the series is named after you, I'm just like I'm not putting anyone above you. Bro. I just wouldn't put it there. If there's a serious situation going on, you're definitely not losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, my my guy can fold probably just about everybody. Um, but yeah, but uh, besides that, it was the moment when uh, Tsunade came back in town. She's uh, starting to get inducted as like Hokage. She got her duties and everything that she has to attend to, and one of them being Lee and his uh, surgery and hopeful and his hopeful recovery. And when Guy is talking to Lee, because Lee is uh, Tsunade told Lee that you know necessarily can't get saved. Uh, or whatnot because it's a 50-50 chance he's like look you know you came to me wanting to be a splendid ninja and that's what you are you are a splendid ninja and I I love you Lee I put you know all my trust and my faith in you Lee and I swear to you now that if you die I die too Mm -hmm. I'm betting my life with yours that was the biggest moment oh just saying that now I got chills, bro. I'm just like, that's the moment where like, no, he's not my son, but that's my son. I'm betting everything for him on him. Like, yeah, that's, that's real. 
No cap, I feel bad for uh, Rutley's role parents if that was a situation because there ain't no going back after that one. It's like, dang. There ain't no way. <laughs> Yo, yeah, how would you feel? Like, I got to compete against that? Like, what? <laughs> Hey, hold up, Wait, hold up, son, son, who, who, who's, who's that man with the bushy ass bright brows? It's like, I'm not you all crazy. You got that green track suit on. Okay. <laughs> with the onesie. Look like you. <laughs> Walking around the village on his hands. What the hell? It's <laughs> like the hardest black <laughs> different. What is this? Ain't that nigga on yeah. crack cocaine? <laughs> one of the best. That's not my son, but that's my son. Mm-hmm. I guess another I think that's the best one I could think of. Another good one. I mean, it's not. It's nowhere near as good as that. But another good one is All Might and Deku. That's a good one, but not the best one. My guy. Uh, in recent, yes. Yeah, in recent, yeah. But my guy, Rockley. That's probably like the best. Yeah, I don't think you could get top of that, man. They dress the same. They look the same. They work the same. It's just, it's just too, too there. They the tag team hands rated E for everybody combo. Break up, break up. No cap. No cap. Um are we going into to the best dads now? Yeah, we're gonna go in some to the best dads. Okay, okay. Um shall I go first or do you want to go first? Uh I'll throw one out there to get it started. I'll go ahead. Ishin Kurosaki. Ichigo's dad from Bleach. Yes. Yo, yes. He's good. Yes. Like it took me a while to like really enjoy his character but he turned out to be a very fun and very loving character uh honestly keeping it all together as best as he could um you know with the passing of Ichigo's mom and you know raising the two little you know raising his two daughters plus making sure he's still in Ichigo's life upon you know doing everything else he has to do with his you know regular earth job and then him slowly regaining his Shinigami abilities and also making sure that you know there's less hollows around so like he's he's juggling a lot of things but he's always making sure he has time for his kids he is there he is single father he is there like a, a, a good father should be you know making some you know breakfast every now and then you know, playing the games, joking, having a good time. Ishin Kurosaki is a good father. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I heavily. Uh, okay. Um, I would have to say for me right now, um, after all the stuff I've seen, I give it out to my man's Akio Furukawa. Oh, this man stole my shit. <laughs> oh my god, bro! I'm telling you, this dude is just different when it comes to being a father, man. Like the amount of stuff that him and Sanai gave up. To make sure they they raise up Nagisa was like his acting career, and I I think I relate to it heavily because he's an actor as well, and he's just so he's just so there, just like it's like the most comedic father that he can be, but he's also so so generally always there, just needing to be there. Anytime there's like a situation that's going left, he has a way of just like getting to the meat of it and being able to like get into um like the main character or Tomoya, he'll he'll be able to tell him straight up like what the situation is going to be and what he needs to understand. And then the the amount of love he's able to like to give to Sanai, even though she's crazy as hell <laughs> about them damn breads, and he will sit there and run out the store every time, making sure she understands that he still loves her regardless. He's just like a really ideal father to me, man. Like just always showing love and making sure he does everything he can for his daughter. I love that. I love that about him. He's just a great overall character to me. Mm. To piggyback off of that, so yeah. as I stated before in the previous episode, Clanet is probably my absolute favorite. Like anime of all time Word. i've even considered like buying the um you know the game that's based off of where you could actually like play the different routes and stuff but if you take a deep look at the akio's character like adrian said before like yo they're always running around being goofy as hell they even say explicitly like tomorrow's like 
they're not just doing this. They're doing this to make sure their daughter smiles. They're making themselves yes. an ass every day. Because their daughter's always sick, you know, really low self-esteem, doesn't believe in herself, nothing. Literally, they're, like, they're the biggest support that she can have to the point where, like, they gave up their dreams. And the moment where she broke down, because she was like, I fucked up my, well, I'm sorry, I messed up my parents' life. You can curse, bro. He ran in there. He ran into the auditorium the moment she started crying and gave her the biggest pep talk that he could. No shame. No fear. He was like, what are you doing? You did not. I, my dreams are not destroyed because of you. Like, I, you are my dream. Whatever you do is going to make me happy and I'll feel accomplished. Like, that pep talk is real. I feel like we all could use a nice little Akio to the point where yeah. I feel like I'm going to model myself after him. Mm-hmm. Oh, as that, a father mm-hmm. that was beautiful as fuck i felt that it's like there is nothing you did that ruined my dream you are my dream damn that's the like, most beautiful thing man he's a, he's a decent character overall man bro. literally made a whole wish she was like my daughter is going to die and prayed literally used his one mm-hmm. miracle star to make sure his daughter lived. dude was great man great character love that fantastic. man fantastic dude. sunlight in human form my man okay <laughs> Okay, all right. I like it. See, oh, good fathers, good papas, good papas. All right, so light, light toss ball into this one. I'm gonna uh, kick it back to Dragon Ball Z real quick. I'm gonna say Krillin. Krillin is an actual good dad. Uh, he yeah. literally gave up his crazy martial arts like career. Uh, settled, you know, uh, he didn't settle down. He he leveled up to get 18, but like settled down as in like living. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, settled down, uh, got the house, you know, got you know everything he needs to like live comfortably. Uh, got a a nice paying job as like a an officer, and it's just like I'm actively here for my daughter. Like I I gave up all the craziness to be here to be with them to be with my family. So Krillin. Oh, he got his priorities right. <laughs> like, yo, yeah, that, that he, he gave up does. his whole discipline. He grew hair to show he like turns back from the Shaolin ways. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. He became a whole family. Changed. He has a great arc, man. He really does. People just don't really see it because you know there's all the blinding of everything else that's going on. But Krillin definitely is somebody to definitely look up to. Oh, for I sure. I like how um when he believed that the you know his universe is gonna get destroyed, he not only decided to get back into the training, but fought his like PTSD from constantly dying just mm-hmm. to ensure that he could be of somewhat of a help to his like team exactly. to ensure that his daughter would survive. Mm-hmm. Cause it's for Marin. It was for Marin. Oh, that's beauty. That's beauty. I'm gonna throw a controversial one out for y'all. And uh, y'all y'all probably gonna give me a bunch. If we talk about DBZ, you know who's actually a pretty good dad comparatively? King Cold. Now now hold on, hold on, hold on. Think about it this way. You're running an entire empire. Tripping. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You're running an entire empire. This and that. You're like, yo, my son is better than me. This and that. I entrust you with my entire estate. He gives him the entire thing. He makes a mistake and he comes down and tries to stroll the bull who hurt his son. Realistically, King Cold, he's a trash person, but the way he treated Frieza, gotta give it to him. He, he spoiled the hell out of Frieza. King a- Cold <laughs> is literally the embodiment of like the rich parent who gave their child like that incredible loan. They're, the, they're the complete embodiment of white supremacy. Fuck them. Thank you. Thank Fuck you. Someone said them. it. I was thinking that hard. Fuck I was about them. to say we're gonna get we're gonna get to that on another episode. But we're I'm not saying this. White supremacy. <laughs> I'm saying this. 
I got I got to switch it because I can't I can't get oh, into this freaking white supremacy, oh, bro. Like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and toss out. Yo, monkeys that just killed me from him, bro. But no, um, toss out that man Minato, bro. Yup. Yep. That man Minato has to be one of the the strongest fathers as a as an emotional connection. Um, even though he wasn't there for Naruto majority of his life growing up, he was like instilled in a in like a, a tail into the, the when the eighth tail got grown, he was gonna be able to store enough chakra in the moment of getting killed, was able to store enough chakra to be able to have not only himself be able to talk to Naruto, but also his wife. That is insane, bruh. And then come back in the reanimation and be able to run hands with his son. I think one of the saddest scenes I've ever seen is watching him say goodbye to his son, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> that that whole conversation, he was trying to tell him everything he liked and that he was trying to tell him to tell his tell his mom along with it. I don't I don't think there's any other way you can, like, say goodbye to your father, bro. That shit hurt my soul watching that. But Minito, bro, he he did he did everything right as, as much as he could as being a Hokage and also trying to be a good father. Um, setting up his son for for greatness, but also understanding that he was going to go through a bunch of struggle. So Word. I got to give it up to that man. That man is different. He's yellow flash. He's definitely different. I yeah, I got to agree with that. That's that's <laughs> a good pick. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. We're allowed to be controversial, like with our our chances. What's up? Absolutely. I'm just thinking. I mean, he's not a bad dude. He's great, but I feel he was a better husband than he was a uh, father. I mean, he just got the chance to be a father. and like. No, no, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I feel, though, like, a lot of his motivations, though, of protecting Naruto was due to a promise he made Kashini. He's like, I'm always going to be there. I'll always protect our son. Great. But all of his motivation was to his wife. Because even he said, he's like, I'm going to die. We're both not going to die because he needs you more than me. I'm going to make sure that you have the time with our son. You raise him. He was devoted completely to his wife and, like, you know, extension to his son, but I feel, at least for me, he was a great, like, dad, all that stuff, but even Naruto was like, yo, bro, why on earth would you make me the Would you see that shit inside me? He <laughs> was so mad, he was like, listen, I know, but you're gonna need this one day, fair. Even Kashina was like, yo, don't do this, and he was like, alright, listen, our son's gonna have to be a little toy, or we're gonna have to use him to be, like, you know, to fight the other threats, but I feel like as a husband, that motivated him to be the better parent, in a sense, because he did. He, he only knew Naruto for like maybe. I can, an I, hour. can I can respect your vision on that. I think uh, for me personally, I understand that from his ass point, um, or his point of view. I think he was more as, as looking like you know, this is my son. He's able to handle this, mm-hmm. and um, not only is he able to handle this, I'm gonna also instill a way for me to communicate with him to let him know like why I did what I did. So it wasn't like he left him just stranded. Like it, granted. He looked as though he was, but um, following when he actually opened up that that eighth tale and having that conversation with him, I think that's where it really showed where where he was as a father, just being present and understanding like, yeah, I know it's going to be rough, but I know that you can handle this because you're my son. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to I want you to always understand that like, I, I got your back through it. Honestly, that's how I've seen it. Honestly, quick aside, that's real. When you just low, like you got to give it to Naruto. Everything went wrong. His friend disappeared. His like, yep. master died. Yeah. The love of his life just got faded in front of his eyes. Yep. His entire city got destroyed. Yep. His like sensei got killed. Yep. Like he had no true love. And he he was feeling. He was like, you know what? I'm Fuck just it. let it all out. And his mom was <laughs> like, it. his dad was just like, yo, chin up, sport. 
You're like, let me have a talk with yeah. you real quick. Yeah, I don't. And even it was know. that. It was that. It's that simple, and it just made you realize how much of a connection he still had to him, even though he wasn't in his life. I don't know how y'all relate to your parents, but those talks, bro, literally turns the tide of how you feel. You're just like, all right, we in this. All right, and you saw it with oh, Naruto, and I feel like even that alone is enough to like qualify you as being a good father. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's, we, you know, people are like, oh, you're a great dad. This is that. I feel like it all comes down to just the effort of being exactly. there. And I feel like exactly a lot of the reason why, like we talk about, oh, they're so bad of a father in anime is because they're not there until we mm-hmm. get to know them. It's just like, oh, like we know your character. So this is why you are like that. But when you really make an effort to like raise your child, it shows so much more. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's like the difference between Ging and Minato. It's like neither of them were there except, you know, one's alive. And they're both like instilling, you know, training for their son or ensuring mm-hmm. that their son gets strong enough to face whatever they're going through. But Minato actually makes the effort to be supportive and present. Yo, but he that's the thing, though. Known. That's the thing, though. One was alive and one wasn't. Yet the one who was not dead made more effort from the afterlife. Like exactly. with all his True. any and all parting gifts that he had, he gave it all to Naruto and fail safe and all. Just in case he ever gets to this point, I am going to be there I'll for be my here. son. I'll be here mm-hmm. to talk you down. Yeah. And like you gotta you gotta like be a special kind of person to understand how to handle that situation because you don't know your son. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't know him at all. You have no idea what kind of man he was gonna grow up to be. You don't understand the type of level of stuff he was gonna go through, but you were still there to be able to talk him down as a father. That's insane. I mean, granted, like, you know, he may not have had, like, that kind of communication skill just off of being a father, like, you know, being the Hokage and that, understanding how to communicate to people in general. But just being able to be there and understand, like, yo, I know you're going through a lot and I'm here for you. And I just need you to get your shit together right now because this is not the time. You and know, you're going to be good. <laughs> to me, I've even more props to that man, Minato. He died at 23. Yep. I.e., he was just that wise. He didn't have the experience. He didn't grow up with Naruto. Mm-hmm. He just knew. From the rip, mm-hmm. he was like, "Listen, with all due respect, he was still mentally, like, still growing because I believe you still grow mentally until you're 25." And he just knew how to be there. Like, I, I give him props; he's up there. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely, he definitely got the respect. Definitely got my respect to the highest tier. Shoot, man! All right, let's all try and give one more before we try and wrap this uh oh actually maybe two more <laughs> sorry i just looked up my list real quick so all right so another soft mention i'll do i'll do two real quick so another soft mention uh, for anyone that watches the shoujo anime fruits basket uh kazuma shoma is a good he's not my dad but that's my dad uh he is the main character's uh, uh, you know sensei and like adoptive father and he treats him with so much love and respect that the that he himself, as a, a longstanding tradition, he kind of kept his long hair because when the main character was younger, he actually liked to play with his hair. But as he got older, he stopped to do that, uh, stopped, you know, playing with his hair. And he, you know, kept his hair as sacred. But when it was no longer needed, he actually cut his hair. And there was like an actual like, you know, cute moment because... In Fruits Basket, the actual uh, main characters are like the Zodi- the Chinese Zodiac. So they actually transform into these creatures. So uh, the main character is a cat. And he's talking to him. He's like, well, when you were young, you used to play with my hair. And I, you always enjoyed it. So I kind of treated it as a sacred thing. I only cut it recently because 
now we actually enjoy each other's company more so in your human form. And I can be there for you as best as I can, if not more now. And he's been that, you know, not only as like a, a sensei, that guiding figure, the one to help you find a way where there is no way, but also to help shelter him from the storm because the main character as like a part of the Chinese Zodiac, he's looked at as a monster, especially uh, the cat, because the cat technically isn't a part of the Chinese Zodiac. But for those who haven't seen it, I'm going to you know, leave you at that because watch it. It's actually really good. Watch the newest one, the 2018 mm. or 19 one. Watch that. Uh, but yeah, so good dad. That's not my dad. And then another, I'm going to say this dude is just his dad. Another good father, Shiro. Fujimoto from Blue Exorcist. Oh, true. He true. is a wonderful dad. He took the literal son of Satan and said, nah, this is a baby. Just because he's the son of one of the most evil beings to ever exist doesn't mean that he will be evil. There's still chance, you know, tubular rasa, blank slate. He can be a good person. Leave him with me. I'll raise him and I'll take full responsibility, whatever that may be. And he raised him well. He raised him with a good heart, with good intentions, and made sure he was always there. Even when, you know, other people within the church maybe didn't like him, he's, he always knew how to put a smile on the kid's face. It was beautiful until the very end. He was always protecting and watching over him, uh, gifting him the, the sword that, you know, was meant to be his to, to begin with, but giving him that sword and trying to well, you know, fend off some demons, unfortunately becoming one himself, but being slain in the process, <laughs> he, to the end, was for his kid. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a light one, just one last one for me. Word, word, word. Um, my guy, Lieutenant Hughes. Yo, he's on my list too, word. I was oh, like, someone got to know Alchemist, bro. Like, I'm telling you, the way this dude loved his kid, man, it's just, it's just beautiful. Everywhere he would go, just talk about his kid every time, all the time, all the time, everything, all that, all that. It's, it, he's just one of those, like, you know, not somebody that's all braggadocious and needs to, like, get all this ambition and all that. And his career didn't need to be all high tier and whatnot. He was just really trying to bring some light and love into the dark world. And I really respected that and appreciated that from his character. And I just love his connection to his, his child, man. Like, it was just beautiful. So beautiful. That's all I had to say about that. Gorgeous. For me, yep. it's going to be a, not my son, but that's my son. Mm-hmm. Corazon from One Piece. Don Quixote Rocinante, bro. That man. That, that All right. So, for those who don't know. Or don't watch One Piece. Um, one of Luffy's main allies is named Trafalgar Law. But his whole backstory was absolute garbage. Basically, he had like lead poisoning, which is I don't even know. It, it's basically like if we were to equate it to something, because they're like tuberculosis. Like mm. it was almost a death sentence for everyone who got it. Like it was very easily spread, and like. They, it was so bad that they just, like, nuked his town. But, um, Law lost his family. He had this disease. He was like, I'm gonna die. So, screw it. I'm gonna just become completely nihilist. Destroy as much as I can. Somehow find his way to, uh, Del Flamingo's place. And he ran into Corazon, and Corazon threw him out the window. And he was like, yo, what's up? I'm gonna kill you. So, they meet up again. 
And he tells his other kids, or the other kids around in Doflamingo's place, his actual name. And he's, he breaks his whole facade. My man Coruscant's like, yo, come here real quick. He's like, wait, you get Tug's like, yo, come here. We're not going over there anymore. One, we're going to get you healed. Two, you cannot stay here. You got to get away from my uh, brother. He's going to, like, make you into a machine. He's like, that's what I want to be. He's like, no, you have potential. You have hope. He's like, we're going to go cure this. We're going to find this devil fruit for you. So this man takes this kid from town to town to doctor to doctor to find a cure that does not exist. And every doctor is like, ew, no, get him away from me. We're going to get infected. And he raises their town for making this kid feel awful. And this kid is just like, why are you going through this for me? Like, I'm terminal. I'm going to die. And he's like, because you're a kid, you haven't even been given a chance. And then by some miracle, he finds the uh, fruit, but gets like beat up and shot by doing it. Saves the kid's life. His brother finds out that he was betrayed. And he's like, yo, you gave Law the fruit that I wanted. Are you kidding me? Nah, that fruit's going to give me eternal life. I'm going to catch Law and basically like groom him to serve me to kill himself so he can make me, like, immortal. And he's just like, I'm not gonna let that happen to this kid. Like, you've taken a bunch of other kids, but not this one. This one's mine. Like, he's safe. Anyway, he has this faithful encounter with his brother. His brother kills him. And while he's bleeding out, he's about to pass out. And he basically just says, nah, fuck death. If I die right here, Law will never escape. So he, like, casts a spell on Law to make sure that he stays quiet, so he's undetected. And by some miracle, it works. He basically, like, forces himself to live so Law can escape. This man didn't even know this kid. Took a stab wound for him. Got shot just to make sure that, you know, he survived. Because he wasn't given a chance. He was the only light in a world of darkness for this dude. And I think that is, like, just one of the best things I've seen as a, as a person. Or, like, as a father figure in any type of anime. That's gorgeous. It's quite. Oh. That's gorgeous. All right. Damn. I like... I recommend watching... Like, you don't have to watch One Piece. I, in fact, don't start One Piece unless you, you, you got it. <laughs> You're down but for the like, long haul in that. <laughs> That's but if you just, like... <laughs> If you just, like, watch that story arc, bro, it's probably the one of the, if not the saddest backstories, because it's so good. It's just pure, like, love. It goes from, like, animosity to, like, yo, to the point where this man breaks down. He's, like, the person who's in most pain here is you. You stabbed me in the back, but I'm crying because you don't even understand what it's like to be free of, like, to even know what it is to be happy. This man, like, that's good. He devoted his entire life. He died for this dude just so he could feel genuine happiness and freedom once and i was like that that's that's what it is we were talking about sacrifice earlier that's mm-hmm. the sacrifice and I, i'm bang with that most definitely well hey before we wrap up just want to say do you guys have any other fathers you want to mention quick mentions anything like that uh, no you good that man bowls <laughs> yeah, from a comic god Ah, uh, you know what? Okay. <laughs> okay. I, what? You know what? Damn. Bulls from a comic god kill? <laughs> you remember the the fireball with the uh the mask on his face? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, he he's a murderer, but he's a good he's a murderer, dad. But he I can't he did it for his family happy. <laughs> he, he's he about his family. But yeah, that was that's just a quick one. That oh wait, like Bullock? 
No, 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 not bowl out. Bowls. No, 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 Do no, with no, the flamethrower. Bowls. Bowls. War. Look uh, him up. You'll, you'll know as soon as you see him. Oh, him! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like, what? Oh, no, nah, this dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude was a problem. <laughs> but he was a problem that, like, it's okay. Oh. He was all right. One more. Um, Bakia Ishigami from uh, Dr. Stone. That's it. Oh, you know what? I, know I, I, I forgot his name. That's yep. good. Yeah, he's a good dad too. Yo, yeah, he yep. set up a lot. He he set up he set up Senku very great. He trusted in his son. Ass. There was not a single ounce of doubt. Not a single doubt. Not a single doubt. And he knew his son was smarter than him. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. So yeah, that's my last one. So I'm done. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. I, I you know what? Like I said in the beginning of the show, this is one of the topics that you know I like gets brought up uh, a lot. You know, within our friend group and gets talked about. And well. It gets, it gets talked about and gets talked about in length because this is nearing two hours. So I am mm. going to close up shop. But if you guys have any other parting gifts or parting, you know, things you want to say, let the viewers know. Stay frosty. Uh, listen, man, uh, for anybody that's going out there listening to this, uh, just make sure you understand that. It doesn't take that much to be a great father. Like, from what we all said, it really doesn't take that much. You just got to be present and just do your best you can. <laughs> and you'll surprisingly do a lot better than more than half of uh, people that a lot of us probably already know. So, that's all I got to say about it, personally. I mean, fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll uh, end up by saying, yeah, along with that is, yeah, be there, be present give time to your kids like be there and and listen to them and i'm sh- like goku oh, sorry sorry bro, sorry i still have bro i, I, I gave a, a <laughs> dissertation earlier i i'm not backtracking anyway i'm playing bro i'm playing he's not terrible he's not terrible i'm just personally hurt and affected by the writing of that show <laughs> you are definitely affected by how they did your boy gohan how they massacred yeah, my boy they turn that man into a beam. We ain't going to get into it right That's now. That's a different episode. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to say, uh, I, I think some of the main takeaways, again, uh, with this episode is that being a father is about being there, about being present, by listening, by the small sacrifices, the big ones, uh, and by continual affection, whether that be through action and or words, uh, making sure that you protect your kid. With all that being said, please be sure to rate this five stars. Uh, as well, you can find us at Zenkai Station on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. And as well, you can email us at ZenkaiStation at gmail.com. That's Zenkai, spelled Z-E-N-K-A-I, Station. And with that, we are signing off from Zenkai with full sincerity. Much love and many blessings, travelers. Thanks for vibing with us. Peace. Oh,